Welcome to my Full Life and Faith Leaps podcast with me, Tiffany Jo Baker, where we help you experience God's power and rest in your purpose and progress as you move forward step-by-step in all the things God has called and created you to do at home and around the world. Hello, y'all, and welcome back to my Full Life and Faith Leaps podcast with me, Tiffany Jo Baker. And today I want to talk to you about the top three joy killers. Now, a study commissioned by Oracle found that in 2022, just 27% of Americans said they couldn't remember what it meant to be truly happy. 27% of Americans said they couldn't remember what it meant to be truly happy. And 45% of Americans, almost half of Americans said it had been more than two years since they were truly happy. Now, whenever we discuss the topic of happiness and joy from a faith-based perspective, we always wanna bring into account that joy is different than happiness. It is a deep-seated experience, not based on our circumstances, but based on our spirit and our soul. And like Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's actually a fruit of time with the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, those are fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's evidence of a life that is under the influence of the Holy Spirit. However, even science and psychology today is changing what they believe about happiness, changing what happiness truly is to a definition that aligns more with what we faith people know joy to be. So much so that a newer branch of psychology called positive psychology has been created. And it's actually the study of happiness and what makes people flourish. So I know um, when we're talking about studies and happiness, all that stuff, it's easy to say that you've been given the short end of the straw that it's hard to be happy because of life circumstances and that people who are happy, it's because look at all those amazing things that have happened to them. Well, studies now are showing that in all actuality, only 10% of our happiness comes from our experiences and our circumstances. Now, how can we understand that? Well, what the studies are finding is that our circumstances and what we experience, we get used to over time. So although initially a new experience or circumstance might affect our happiness, over time we get used to it. And so it really doesn't account for our happiness as much as we think it does because we adapt, we learn, we grow. And we, we get over things, learn how to deal with things and move on. 
Okay, so if only 10% has to do our happiness has to do with what we experience, then what where does this happiness come from? Well, the study continues to go on and it says 40% of our happiness is based on how we think, act, and feel. And 50% based on our biology, how uh, positive or negative we tend to be, whether or not you tend to be a more the glass is half full or the glass is half empty. However, we know through neuroplasticity and brain science that we can actually retrain and rewire our brain to think, act, feel, and experience differently, which tells me that happiness is actually a skill that can be developed. And we have the choice as Christians, as faith-based people, on how much time and energy we spend with the Holy Spirit. And how much of his fruit do we want in our life? Because we are changed in the presence of an amazing God. All right, so we've talked about where happiness comes from, where joy comes from, and where it doesn't come from. Now let's talk about the top three joy killers. Now, these are the things that if we do that 40%, depending on how we think, act, and feel, these circumstances are the top three things that can lead us to think, act, and feel unhappy, and that will actually rob us and steal us of our joy. And the first one is comparison. I probably didn't even have to say, I bet you a number of you probably could have guessed that comparison robs us of joy. It's not hard to come away from a party, a holiday event, a social media scrolling session to see, hear, or even think about what somebody else is experiencing based on on what we think and then what we're experiencing and compare. Compare how they look, compare how they sound, compare how their family is, their husband, their finances, their car, their shoes, their handbag, how easy or hard their life is, how much, how, what, what a great family they, they grew up in and how hard your life was growing up. And yes, all of those things may be true. But the comparison of it in our brains, in our hearts, in our minds, robs us of the joy of what we do have. So that's the first joy killer is comparison. So the minute, the second you start to go down that road, stop the cycle. Stop the joy killer. All right, the second joy killer is lack of close friendships. This is so important. And it's even more relevant now post-pandemic because of how comfortable 
we got with loneliness and isolation and how normal it became. But close relationships, time with others can kill and steal from our joy. I was reading, I have one of those daily flip calendars, uh, verses, um, that flip. And so it's 365 verses, one for each day. I keep in my bathroom. I flip through it. We've had it 22 years, y'all. I mean, it used to probably be white. Now it's yellow because it's been around for so long, but I flipped through it. And the other day, this scripture and something hit that never had hit before, but it was, um, Hebrews 10, 24, and it says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another in all the more as you see the day approaching. It was that last sentence, all the more as you see the day approaching. The things before that, that it said to do all the more, is don't give up meeting together as some people have been doing and encouraging one another. So when you get together, it can be a time of encouragement. And let's face it, the day is approaching, right? It's getting darker and darker. And a lot of us are like, Jesus, come quickly. But as things get darker as things get harder and as God's glory is is being shown up and light is outdoing the darkness it's even more important for us to be encouraging one another and being with one another so don't let your joy be killed because of not having close friendships and and investing in them and getting out of the isolation and the lonely cycles of despair. So those are the top, those are the top two, right? Comparison, lack of close relationships and friendships. And the third one, third top joy killer is holding on to resentment and unforgiveness. I'm sure you've heard it said that unforgiveness only hurts you. Most of the time, the ones that we are holding unforgiveness against, they're fine. They're on with their life, move on with their life. Um, they may or may not think about what it was. They might not even know what they've done to you. And so it's probably not affecting them, you not forgiving them, but it for sure is affecting you. But there's a scripture that I want to read about both sides of forgiveness about what it looks like when we forgive and what it looks like when we, we don't forgive. And it's Ephesians four in Ephesians four. And it says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking put be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So to me, that's showing two sides of the coin. When you don't forgive, then, then this is what is the result. And this is what's going on until you forgive. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking. 
malice. But the opposite of that is being kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God forgave us. Now, this isn't a whole episode on forgiveness and and we could talk about there needing to be boundaries with certain people. And just because you forgive doesn't mean you forget. It means that you no longer hold them responsible and you release them from having to do something to make it right. And until you forgive them, there's that tie in between you because there's an expectation there. So when you forgive, you release them from that expectation, but you also are releasing yourself and you're allowing God to bring that healing because in many of the circumstances, you're not going to get what you need from that human, but your heart can get what it needs through forgiveness and through Jesus so that you can move on without bitterness and a resentment and without your joy being killed. Y'all, the Bible uses verses relating to joy, uh, rejoice, and joy, joyful over 430 times. Nehemiah 8.10, again, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So if you are one of those 45% of Americans who haven't truly been happy in the last two years, I want you to just spend a moment and ask Jesus if one of these three reasons need to be dealt with. Is there an open door of comparison of isolation and loneliness and lack of close friendships? Or is there any kind of resentment and unforgiveness that you're holding on to that you're being robbed of joy and happiness so you can have the abundant life that Jesus paid the price for? And that is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So I just want to pray for you as we end this episode on the top three joy killers. Dear Holy Father, Lord, I just thank you for each and every person who is listening or watching today. Lord, you know their story. You know their heart. You know maybe where they have been wronged. You know maybe even that lie that Satan is attaching to that's that's part of that comparison that they're struggling with. Um, Lord, I just pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that wherever they are right now, that 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 you would overtake them with your spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit from the crown of their head, the soles of their feet, that they would be washed with love, joy, and peace. Lord, we know those things are eternal. We know those things only come through truly through our relationship with you. And Lord, it's only by knowing you can we not look at the temporal circumstances that we're in, but look to the eternal plan and goodness of our God. Lord, I pray that you would just minister right now, that you would replace what needs to be replaced. And for any of you who need to forgive, take a moment now and just release them from having to do something and release yourself 
so that you can move on and that your joy might be full. Lord, I just thank you for your joy, the joy that's of the Lord, that's unlike any, anything else. And that is a dynamic duo to faith. Because when we have faith and joy, wow, there's nothing that we can't do. Lord, I just thank you for each and every person who's listening, watching. I thank you for their heart. I thank you for their hope. And I pray that you continue to show up and show off on their behalf for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, thank you for joining us today on My Full Life and Faith Leaps podcast. If you enjoyed our time together and are taking away a nugget that has inspired your soul and success, would you share this episode with a loved one who could use it too? And if you haven't already, take a moment to rate and review this podcast and help me help others fuel and fulfill their faith journeys. Until next time, I'm Tiffany Jo Baker, a three-time surrogate, speaker, and strategizer who loves to help you birth your God-given dreams at home and around the world. Now go do all the things God has called and created you to do with the grace and gifts God has given you.